Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. I think now is the time to prepare. And it, it, it's, it, I, I think it's so important that we prepare, as I'm trying to say, that I believe God gave me the idea for the series for this month. And I really believe that, you, that God has a special word for us through this series. And, and I'm calling this series Sweet Spot. Sweet Spot. Isn't that awesome? Here's what I mean by that. We're going to learn over this next period of time how to live our life in the sweet spot. In baseball, when you hit the ball in the sweet spot, you have more force and more power. If you don't hit the ball in the sweet spot, sometimes it, the ball doesn't go as far. Maybe it's not as powerful of a hit. Maybe it's just a, a blooper or a strikeout or maybe a pop-up, whatever the case is. But I'm telling you, God wants us to know this in this series how you and I can live our life in the sweet spot and hit the ball out of the park every single time. Hit the ball out of the park in our relationships. Hit the ball out of the park in our finances. Hit the ball out of the park in, in, in any area of our life that we feel challenged. I believe we're going to learn over this next period of time how to hit the ball with the sweet spot. Whatever pitch is coming your way, whether it's a fastball, a curveball, a breaking ball, whatever the enemy would try to throw at you, we're going to learn how to knock it out of the park with this series. And this series to me is so important and I think it's so critical and I hope you join me for every single one of these, okay? And maybe those of you, maybe you're jumping on for the first time, maybe you would just join us for this series and that would be okay too. But I feel like this series is so pivotal and so critical that we've assembled a sweet spot team. I've got other people coming in here this month that are going to be bringing different angles to the sweet spot. Listen, we're going to be talking about focus. What does focus have to do with living our life in the sweet spot? What does is, what is practice have to do with it? What does being on the right team have to do with it? What are some obstacles to living in the sweet spot. Those are some of the things we're going to learn. Other people are going to be bringing in an amazing word to us and really help us to identify how to live our life in the sweet spot, that place where we're firing on all cylinders, that place where we're knocking the ball out of the park all the time. Come on, somebody. But today, we're going to get the series kicked off with talking about position, being in the right position to hit that sweet spot. So let's pray. Let's believe God together today. I just believe God is going to speak to us and we're going to learn some things today about the position of being ready to operate in our sweet spot. Father, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to share the word of God. We thank you and praise you for this year. Lord, we dedicate 2021 to you. Right here from the onset, Lord, all my friends who are on, Lord, we just dedicate it to you in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, 
I ask you to empower us. Empower us to live our life in the sweet spot. Empower us to hear what you have for us to hear. Empower me to speak what you have for us to speak today. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen. Come on, man. Why don't you like this, comment this, put something in the chat. Come on. Somebody just needs to say sweet spot. Let's see how many times the word sweet spot can end up in our chat right now. Come on. Come on. Get those thumbs going right now. Sweet spot. Does anybody want to live in the sweet spot? Come on. This is going to be awesome. This series, I just believe, is going to be life-changing. All right. So, do you know something before I actually read this? Did you, do you know that 70% of Americans dread going to work every Monday? Think about that. 70% of Americans, a third or two-thirds of our population, dread going to work on Sunday. Why? They're not in the sweet spot. They're not in their sweet spot, man. When you get into your sweet spot, when you get into that place where you know this is what I'm supposed to do. This is how I'm supposed to hit the ball out of the park. This is how I'm supposed to run my life. This is how I'm supposed to lead my relationships. It doesn't really matter where you work because you're in the sweet spot of your life. And that's what we're going to find out. We're going to set ourselves up for 2021. And we're going to talk about the position today. The position. You know, in baseball, you have what's called a batter's box. And every batter gets into the batter's box, all right, and they take the, ba the bat, and they get in position to swing at the pitches that are going to come. Whether it's a fastball, a breaking ball, or a curveball, the idea is, is that you get in position to receive the pitch and do your best to hit the ball with the sweet spot of the bat. And when you hit the ball with the sweet spot of the bat, like we said earlier, you have more force and more power. I want to live my life with more force and more power in 2021, don't you? Come on, how many of you out there want to live your life with more force and more power in 2021? Then we're going to start out by getting in the position of our sweet spot. Go with me to Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. Come on, if you have your Bibles, man, I hope this is a year where you really get into your Bible, where you read the Scriptures for yourself, that you just don't depend on the lower thirds that we put on there. I thank God for all of the editing that we do for, for this stream. But look, you should get your Bible yourself, whether it's on your phone or your tablet or maybe it's a hardcover Bible, okay? I'm telling you, read these scriptures for yourself. Get them on the inside of you, okay? Romans 5, 17 says this, and take notes. Man, I think today is going to be one of those days where we should be taking some notes, all right? So get a piece of paper and get ready to write down some of the things that we're going to say, because I believe you'll be able to hold on to this stuff all year round. I just believe that's how pivotal this series really is. All right. Romans 5, 17, notice what it says. It says, for if by the one man's offense, this is talking about Adam, by Adam's sin in the garden and by Adam's offense, death reigned through that one. So sin entered the human race because of Adam's sin. A lot of people don't understand this. Okay, Adam was born sinless, right? But because of his disobedience, a lot of people just say, you know, he just bit the apple. Why was that such a big deal? It wasn't that he bit the apple. It was that he sinned and knew what he was doing. It wasn't something that was, oh my gosh, what just happened to me? No, 
He knew what he was doing. And as a result, he switched masters. He switched away from God and put his allegiance to the enemy. Okay, that's what happened in the garden. That was the sin. And as a result, everybody born from Adam forward is born into sin, which is the reason why the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every man has sinned because of what Adam did, all right? And that sin has been passed on to all mankind, whether we like it or not. I mean, people can say, I don't believe in the Bible. I don't believe in God. And I don't believe in all the Adam and Eve stuff. That's okay. You can believe that. But whether you like it or not, you were born in this earth and you were born into sin, meaning you and I were born separate from God, who doesn't want to be separate from us. So that's what this scripture is saying here. One man's offense, death reigned through the one. Here's where it gets really good. Much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. What's he talking about here? He's talking about people who've received Jesus Christ as Savior. People who put their faith in Jesus. Okay, this goes on to tell us when you put your faith in Jesus and all those sin has been passed on to all mankind, when you receive Christ the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness comes to you and it blows sin away. It puts us in position to be back in right standing with God in fellowship with a heavenly father. We come into the family. Come on, anybody out there in the family of God. That's what happens when you put your faith in Christ. You, put, you come into the family, and when you come into the family, you receive two things in the family. It is the abundance of grace, going to talk about that, and a gift of righteousness. What is all that? This all has to do with your position, but I want you to see this part here. When you receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you will reign in life through Christ Jesus. Isn't this awesome? This is the position. The position that God has for you is reigning in life. That's the sweet spot. The sweet spot for our lives is that we would reign in life, that we would be victorious in our relationships. We would be victorious in our finances. We would be victorious at work, victorious even in our purpose, that we would be victorious and overcoming in everything that we put our hand to. This scripture is talking about our position. The scripture clearly tells us that you and I have the ability to live our life in the sweet spot every day of our life. Isn't that awesome? Every challenge, being able to knock it out of the park. Every obstacle, knock it out of the park. Every fear, knock it out of the park. Rejection, knock it out of the park. Living in the sweet spot. Getting over an addiction, knocking it out of the park. Restoration with family members, knocking it out of the park. That's living in the sweet spot, you guys. That's what God has for us in 2021. Go on this journey with me over this next month and let's live 
and let's learn how we can live our life in the sweet spot and reign in this life with Jesus. Guess what? You're going to be reigning with him in the next life for those of you who are believers. But this is a promise that our reigning can begin now. That we can live in the sweet spot now. Man, when I found out that I can live in the sweet spot of my life right now, I want it. And I hope you want it too. I want you to see two components here. Two components of our position of being in our sweet spot. All right. Here's the first one. It's the abundance of grace. What does that mean? The abundance of grace. Well, grace oftentimes is defined as God's unmerited and undeserved favor. All right. So here's what this means. When Jesus died on the cross, he died for the sin of the world. He died for my sin. He died for your sin. Okay. He didn't deserve to die. We deserve to die. We were born into sin. He was not born into sin. He was born sinless. All right. But he came and he said, listen, I'm going to give my life as a ransom for everyone else because he wants all of us in fellowship or in right standing with God. So he hung on the cross. He did it for you and me. He, the Bible says that while you and I were sinners, Jesus still died for us. And this is so beautiful, you guys. He did this for us on purpose. It wasn't something that was thrust on him. It was something he volunteered to do. That's the reason why the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And that God did not send us into the world to condemn it, but to save it. He did it voluntarily. He didn't have to do this. That's the reason why it was grace. It was grace, the grace of God, the unmerited favor, the undeserved favor that comes to you and me. We didn't do anything to deserve it, anything to earn it. Jesus did all the deserving. Jesus did all the earning. That's what grace is. But I want to take it a step further today. I, I hope today you see grace not as a concept, not as just unmerited and undeserved favor, but I want you to see grace a little bit different with me here today. Come on, read this with me in John 1.17. I want you to see this for yourself. John 1.17 says this, For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. What's this mean? All right, so, all right, so the law was given. So the Old Testament, you guys heard about the Ten Commandments. The Old Testament was made up of laws that man had to obey. The thou shalt not this and the thou shalt not that, right? You guys know about them. It was made up, that was called the Old Testament law. And, and in the Old Testament, men had to live by those laws. And if they broke those laws, they had to do things to pay to get right again. See, there was a time when men were, could be right before God by doing the law or by doing something. But this is why grace is so amazing. Because notice it says here, it says grace and truth came. What's, what does this mean? This means the law was given, but grace, meaning Jesus himself, came to fix that system. Jesus came and he said, look. 
I know this Old Testament law is based on man's ability to do good and get good, do bad and get bad. It's completely based upon man's faithfulness. But this doesn't work. This is harsh. Men are failing. Men are still having a hard time being in right standing with God in this system. So I'm going to come. Grace and truth came. I'm going to come. I'm going to sacrifice my life. I'm going to put myself on the cross to pay for the sin of all men, the sin of mankind in totality. I'm going to be the last sacrifice. And here's what I'm going to do. In this last sacrifice, we're going to leave the men on the earth, you and me, with the ability to come to God, not based on their faithfulness anymore, but they're going to come to God based on Jesus' faithfulness now. Come on, somebody. That's the reason why the Bible says that God is faithful to you and me now, even when, when we're faithless. Why? My coming to God, my going to God, your going to God, your approach to God is not based on your faithfulness any longer. It's based on Jesus' faithfulness. Grace came. Truth came. Come on, I want you to see this. This tells me. That grace is not only the concept of undeserved and unmerited favor, but grace is a person. Grace is the person of the Lord Jesus. I want you to see this. We read it right there. Grace and truth came. Jesus is the embodiment of grace. When you receive Jesus as Savior, you're receiving grace. You're receiving unmerited favor, undeserved favor. Come on, somebody. You're not receiving a concept. You're receiving a person. Here's how I know. Listen, you can, you can see this throughout the Bible. You can see this throughout Jesus' life when he was on the earth. I talked about that woman that was caught in adultery. Remember? Remember that story we talked about a couple of weeks ago? The woman was caught in the very act of adultery and the men of that city grabbed her and threw her before Jesus and they were getting ready to stone her, but they wanted Jesus to initiate the process. What was happening? The law, that old law said that she needed to be stoned for her actions. She had to pay for doing bad. Get the picture. And they threw her at the feet of grace. And grace looked at her. And grace looked at them. And grace said, you, without sin, cast the first stone. And one by one, the Bible says they dropped their stones. And they left. Grace looked down at the woman again and said, woman, where are your accusers? She looks around. They're gone, Lord. That's great. Grace said, then neither do I condemn you. Come on. Grace freed her from sin. Grace freed her from the condemnation she was feeling because of her actions. Grace didn't say you have to pay. Grace said, I'm going to free you. Do you see the difference? Then Grace said, go. And sin no more. Grace freed her first. Then grace 
sent her on her way. Come on, are you getting this? So many times we're trying to get free of our sin to please God. We're trying to get rid of our sin to please God. And I'm telling you, come to grace in your sin. Come to grace in your mess and let him free you like he freed that woman. And the Bible says she left that place and she sinned no more. I followed her throughout the scriptures. I followed her in history in my study. And I found out that's exactly what happened to that woman. She sinned no more. She left that life of sin and she became a devoted follower of Jesus Christ. She lived for Jesus. She actually became a disciple of disciplers, historians say. She left her life of sin. You know why? She came face to face with grace. Grace freed her. And grace will free you too. Listen, I'm talking to somebody. You're battling with secret sin. And you don't know how to get rid of it. You've been trying to get rid of it on your own. You've been trying to get, get rid of it so then you could come to God. I'm telling you right now, prophetically, and I'm prophesying to you, you are face to face with grace right now. Bring your sin to him. Bring your destructive habit to him right now. Bring that pornography addiction to him right now. Bring that drug addiction to him right now. Just give it to him right now. And hear the simple words that he spoke to that woman. He's not condemning you. Grace, Jesus is not condemning you. Receive that right now. And now go and be free of your addiction. Be free of that destructive habit. This is how it works. Come on, somebody. This is why, this is why I'm talking about right here at the beginning of the year. We're talking about our position. Being in this position to walk in the sweet spot. You have to know we live in this time now where we live in the abundance of grace. Now, please, you have to understand this. This doesn't mean that you could just live any way you want. This doesn't mean, well, I could just sin on purpose now and I could just do things on purpose now and see God forgives me. That's not the right attitude because I'm telling you, sin will destroy you. Sin will end your life early. Sin will destroy your family. Destructive habits, destructive lifestyles hurt people. But grace reaches out and says, I want to help you with your destructive lifestyle. I want to help you with your destructive habit. I want to help you right now. And the power to free you from that habit is found in the person of Jesus. It's not found in more of your doing. It's not found more in your performance. It's not found in more of your effort. It is found in the person of Jesus. Would you just come to him today? Would you just surrender it to him? And here's the other second thing, the second part of our position. It's this free gift of righteousness. What does that mean? See, grace, grace reached out to you and me like grace reached out to that woman. And now, because grace reached out to us, and because we've received that grace, now we've received this free gift of righteousness or the free gift of right standing with God. That's what that means. See, grace, it's Jesus reaching out to you. It's Jesus saying, here's this free gift of righteousness now. 
And now with this free gift of righteousness, this free gift of right standing, we can now go to God as if you've never sinned a day in your life. We can now go to God as if you don't have any failure in your life. Come on, you got to get a hold of this. That's what right standing is. It is a free gift that you and I have received now that we're in the family of God. It was as if God was saying, okay, now that you put your faith in Jesus, I'm going to give you this free gift. And this free gift of right standing is going to be your way to come to me just as you are all the time. It's a, it's a gift. It's a position. Come on. And here's the deal. When we, talk, when we start talking about this, okay, nothing can come in between you and God now. Is a free gift. If it wasn't free, and if it wasn't a gift, if you had to earn it, if you had to deserve it, then it wouldn't be free, and it wouldn't be a gift. But it was free. It was given to us absolutely free. And now nothing can come between you and God. And guess what? This is something you should write down. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, okay, here's the deal. You will never, ever be in a better position with God than you are right now. Never. Never. Not even when you go to heaven. Don't believe that lie. Oh, someday when I go to heaven, I'm going to stand before him completely clean, completely void of all the sin of this world, and then I'll really know what it's like to be one with God. That is such a lie. And many people believe that. Many people believe that you have to earn your way to God while you're here on earth. In fact, 48% of the people in American Christians believe this. According to American Christian University, that study was done in 2019, August. 48% of Christians believe they got to earn their way to God. They got to earn something with God. They got to pay their dues with God. It's a lie when it was a free gift. And when you think, well, one day when I stand before him, I'll be completely free of all of this stuff. But down here, you got to struggle with it. It's a lie. You're not going to operate in your sweet spot. Listen, I'm going to say it again. You will never, ever be in a better position with God than you are right now. Get a hold of this. Not even in heaven. The same right standing you have right now will be the exact same right standing you'll have with him in heaven when you see him one day. Isn't that powerful? This is the reason why he makes that statement that you and I can reign in life. We can operate in the sweet spot of our life. Come on, you guys. But we have to understand this position of being in our sweet spot. All right. Now what? Now that we know that we have the abundance of grace, now that we know that you and I have received this free gift of righteousness, now we know we can stand in the right position. Now we know when that pitch is coming, whether it's a fastball, curve ball, breaking ball, off-speed pitch, Whatever the case is, we know we're ready. We're in position to hit it with the sweet spot. Come on, somebody. Are you guys getting this? You're never going to operate in the sweet spot if you don't know your position. Get a hold of this today. 
I want this first message of 2021 for you to be that you are in the sweet spot and don't let anything take you out of that position. In fact, I want to I want to share something with you that I, as I was thinking about this. Because the abundance of grace can be available to you and the free gift of righteousness is available to you, right? Nothing can change that, right? We're in position, right? But the enemy is trying forever to knock you out of your understanding of that position. And he'll use a number of things to knock you out of your understanding. Because if he can mess with your understanding about the abundance of grace and your right standing with God, then you won't operate in the full benefits of it. You won't operate in that sweet spot of your relationship, that sweet spot of your business, that sweet spot of that career choice. You won't. And he'll keep you... Up and down, you'll keep you in and out. It's like stepping in the batter's box and out of the batter's box, losing your focus. And let me tell you, let me tell you the number one thing I found in my life that helps knock you out of position. It's the word offense. Being offended at somebody. I believe the enemy uses the the, the, the his number one tool is offense, and he uses it to get us all off of our position. We have the eternal position, but that offense messes with our understanding. And therefore, we don't walk in the complete benefits of it. Now, and I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this because when I was in high school, I played baseball. It was my second sport. And I loved it. And I understood what it was like to hit the ball in the sweet spot. I knew when I hit that ball, I knew if I hit the sweet spot or not. I knew if this was going to be a pop-up or grounder or maybe just a, a you know an infield single or something like that. But I knew when I hit the sweet spot, my goodness, and it was so easy because it's it's the force of your swing and the and and the force of the ball hitting the bat in the sweet spot, and that ball would just sail. And it's a thing of beauty, hitting it in the sweet spot. So got into a tiff with my coach just before I was going into the batter's box. It was my time to to hit the ball, and I got into kind of a major disagreement with my coach, and it had something to do with the way he kept changing the signals that he kept giving all the batters, right? If you play baseball, you know what I'm talking about. Most coaches give you a batter sign, and you got to read the sign and do what the coach is telling you, okay? And that's actually a really fun part of baseball, okay? But he kept changing the sign, and so we kept walking up to home plate confused all the time. And so, you know, I was trying to straighten this out before you know, I went up to hit. So, I, so I, I'm walking up to the batter's box and, and I, I, I'm all embroiled on the inside. I got to face this pitcher who's throwing the ball at least 80 miles an hour, okay? And I'm, I'm, and I'm all messed up on the inside because I'm fighting with my coach. And so I'm in the batter's box. I'm in position, but I'm not in position. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? I'm in position, but, but my head is messed up. Um, my insides are messed up. I'm not thinking about the pitch that's coming. I'm not focused on it. I'm not concentrating it. I'm not focused on my position. I'm thinking about the offense I just got into with my coach. And so listen, by the grace of God, I think I got hit by a ball or something. In baseball, if you get hit by a pitch, it's a walk. You get a, an automatic you know, first base. So I'm trotting down to first base and I'm I'm thinking to myself, thank God, <laughs> thank God I got on because I'm still mad at my coach, right? So I'm on first base and, you know, and I'm, I'm 
trying to pay attention, but I'm still distracted by the offense I have with my coach. And without even realizing it, I didn't realize that the first baseman still had the ball. I stepped off the bag to take my lead off and I got picked off. Anybody who's played baseball knows that's the one of the most humiliating things to get picked off a of first base. Humiliating. I mean, what was more humiliating, getting picked off or having to trot back to the dugout knowing I got picked off, okay? And still mad at my coach and, right? And I thought about something. I thought about this. This is what offense does. It gets us distracted. Gets us off our focus. Gets us out of position. Come on. And, and I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, some of you are dealing with an offense right now that God wants to free you from so this way you can maximize your position in your sweet spot. You wonder why at times you're up and down. You wonder why sometimes you have victory, sometimes you don't have victory. You wonder why it's the spirit of offense that you allowed in. Man, listen, it, and it's easy. It's easy to do, especially when we have an expectation out there and that expectation isn't met and somebody has let us down maybe it's your spouse maybe it's another leader maybe it's your boss maybe it's your pastor they let you down that expectation isn't met it opens the door to offense that inner royal that happens on the inside that boiling that distraction you're trying to make progress you're trying to rein in life you're trying to hit the ball with the sweet spot. And like, I got picked off of first base. The enemy's picking us off. The challenges are coming, we don't know how to handle them. The pitches are coming, we don't know how to hit them. I wanna help you today. Understand that the spirit of offense is robbing the body of Christ. Being over-opinionated about stuff is robbing us. Putting, putting our hurt and projecting that on another person is robbing us right now. And I am, I'm challenging this community and I'm challenging anybody that will hear this message. I'm challenging anybody who wants to be prepared for what's coming in 2021 to deal with the spirit of offense once and for all. I know what it was like to sit in that batter's box, free, focused, ready, actually having fun, okay? Man, if you're not having fun, it's time to get the sweet spot. It's time to identify why you're not having fun. And a lot of times, it's rooted right here in the fence. I also knew the difference of standing in that batter's box and how miserable it was because I was offended at my coach. Can I challenge you today? In this very first message of 2021 to deal with whatever offense you have or to deal with being an easily offended person you know who you are you know when you're easily offended okay I'm asking you to deal with it I'm asking you to say to yourself Lord I want to operate in a sweet spot in 2021 no matter what it takes I want you to do that if that means you have to deal with being easily offended, you have to deal with the people 
that have hurt you, that you've allowed to hurt you, okay? And listen, listen, you can't, you can't just ignore people and think, oh, that's going to get better. That's not how it works. Because what happens is the spirit of offense just goes from that person to the next person and to the next person. It follows you around. And it will knock you out of the batter's box every time. What do you say? We deal with this today. What's, what's offending you? What's offending you? Do you want to operate in the sweet spot? Wherever you are right now, I'm asking you to surrender it to grace. Give it to him. Just like that woman had to give her, give Jesus grace, her life that day. And she went and was freed from her destructive lifestyle. I believe we can do the same thing. We can give this offense to Jesus right now. Give it to grace right now and watch Watch him free us. Come on. I'm going to pray for you. Before I pray for you, I want to pray for the person that doesn't know my Jesus, the abundance of grace, and this free gift of righteousness like we're talking about right now. I'm going to pray for you first. Jesus loves you. Grace came for you just the way you are. With all your hang-ups, all your problems, all the addictions, all the pain, all the suffering, all the rejection, grace came for you. And I believe grace is reaching out to you right now. And he's saying, I don't want you to get your act cleaned up. I want you to come just as you are. Let me, grace, help you, help you get your stuff together. Oh, and I promise you, I promise you, It'll be the best decision that you've ever made to come into a relationship with a loving Savior who loves you and has the absolute best life for you, who wants to help you live in the sweet spot of your life. Don't miss this opportunity to put your faith in Him right now. Don't put your faith in me. Put your faith in Jesus. All right, come on. If you've never prayed that prayer, if you've never invited Jesus into your life, bow your head right where you're at right now. Let's pray right now and just say, Lord Jesus, come into my life now. Grace, come into my life now. Take me just as I am. Help me become the person that you have called me to be. I believe that you are the Son of God and that God raised you from the dead. You hung on the cross for me. I accept you as my Savior now. In your name I pray. Amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.